I'm going to need y'all to be on point back there today, amen? Starting in verse 1, and the word of the Lord reads, My son, keep my words and treasure my commandments within you. Keep my commandments and live, and my teachings as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your intimate friend. That they may keep you from an adulteress, from the foreigner who flatters with her words. For at the window of my house I looked out through my lattice, and I saw among the knave and discerned among the youths a young man lacking sense, passing through the street near her corner. And he takes the way to her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the middle of the night, and in the darkness. And behold, a woman comes to meet him, dressed as a harlot and cunning of heart. She is boisterous and rebellious, and her feet do not remain at home. She is now in the streets and now in the squares and lurks by every corner. So she seizes him and kisses him, and with a brazen face she says to him, I was due to offer peace offerings, and today I have paid my vows. Therefore I have come out to meet you. To seek your presence earnestly, and I have found you, and I have spread my couch with coverings and with colored linens of Egypt, and I have sprinkled my bed with myrrh, alloys, and cinnamon. Come, let us drink our fill of love until morning, and let us delight ourselves in caresses. For my husband is not at home, and he has gone on a long journey, and he has taken a bag of money with him. At the full moon he will come home. And with her many persuasions, she entices him. And with her flattering lips, she seduces him. And suddenly he follows her as an ox going to the slaughter. Or as one in fetters to the discipline of a fool. Until an arrow pierces through his liver. As a bird hastens to the snare. So he does not that it will cost him. He does not know that it will cost him his life. Now, therefore, my sons, listen to me and pay attention to the words of my mouth and do not let your heart turn aside to her. Do not stray into her past for many are the victims she has cast down and numerous are all her slain. Her house is is the way of Sheol descending to the chambers of death. Let's pray this morning. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you, God, for everything that you're doing in our lives. We thank you, Father, for your life-changing power. We thank you for your life-changing power. Father, we ask you to forgive us for all of our sins. Just wash us, cleanse us, and cover us in your son's precious blood. But speak to us this morning, Lord God. Speak to us, Lord, for what you have to us to hear. Father, I thank you, I praise you, I honor and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand praise, amen. Praise God. I want to talk to you about something this morning and my my topic, if you'll put it up there. Amen. And this Finishing Strong series is tempted to compromise. Tempted to compromise. And I want to start out by sharing with you out of a story out of 2 Chronicles. Amen. And chapter 17. 2 Chronicles chapter 17 and 
And we're kind of cover all the way through this story through 20 and even 21. And then I'll jump over into another story, amen, starting in chapter 24. But when we look here in these chapters of Second Chronicles, amen, 17 through 20, we begin to read about a man of God and a king named Jehoshaphat. Amen. And Jehoshaphat, whether you know this or not, he, he was the king of Judah at this time. Amen. Judah was uh, in, in, in the south and, and, and Israel was in, was in the north. Amen. And this is the same time that, that Ahab was king of Israel. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with Ahab or not, but Ahab is the one who married Jezebel. Amen. And Ahab is the one that was uh, through that marriage begin to uh, begin to uh, compromise and adjust into worshiping Baal, the God of Baal. Are y'all with me today? And so I want to kind of touch on this and start on this. But one thing I want you to know this morning is that one of the tricks of the enemies when it comes to the Christian life, amen, or a Christian is to begin to create compromise in your life. Amen. That's one of his tactics and one of his techniques. And, and the way that he does this, you know, he doesn't just come out, amen, uh, in a way like, uh, 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 like a little devil with a pitchfork. Amen. Amen. And he doesn't just come out looking all sorts of ways, but he comes, amen, as an angel of light sometimes. That's what the Bible says. Are y'all with me today? Now, going back, amen, to uh, what I was talking about over here in the 17th chapter of Second Chronicles, we begin to see a, a story about, uh, about King Jehoshaphat. And we begin to see a situation here, amen, where you have a, a, a righteous man of God. You have a man that loved the Lord, that obeyed the Lord, that served the Lord. And not only that, but he was teaching those around him, amen, to love the Lord, to obey the Lord, and to seek the Lord. Are y'all with me today? And as a result, I want you to know this, that Jehoshaphat was very blessed. Amen. It was very blessed. He was blessed in many ways. Amen. It was blessed in, 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 in all sorts of ways. Amen. Financially, he was blessed spiritually. He was blessed in his life. Are y'all with me? But what we begin to see here, amen, is we begin to see something that begins to transpire in the life of Jehoshaphat, amen, King Jehoshaphat, amen. And, you know, this is a man that wants to do the will of God, and this is a man that wants to glorify God, amen, and this is a man who loves God. But what begins to happen is, amen, are y'all with me today? Amen. He begins to uh, give his son in marriage to the king Ahab's son, I mean daughter. He begins to take his son and give his son in marriage to king Ahab's daughter. Are y'all with me today? Now, I think that he was doing this with a good intention. Are you with me today? He probably figured, you know what? My son, if he can marry, amen, this, man, this king's daughter, it could probably bring some unity between Judah and Israel. 
and it can probably begin to bring these two that are separated together, amen, and we can accomplish great things for the kingdom of God. I believe that was his motive. I believe that was his focus, amen. And then we begin to read about how this king, amen, he, here he is, he, his son begins to uh, get connected with Ahab's daughter, amen, which is, uh, you remember, it's the husband of Jezebel, and amen, are y'all with me today? And then, and then he marries, and then here we are, before you know it, Jehoshaphat is over there with King Ahab, and King Ahab is whining him, and he's dining him, and the Bible says that he slaughtered all his sheep, and they were having this big feast, amen. They were just eating it up. Are y'all with me today? God is good, Amen. Now, here it is. You have this man of God that I believe he loved God. But he was beginning to put himself in situations to where he was vulnerable to compromise. Are y'all with me? First, he made the mistake of letting his son marry, amen, unequally yoked. And then he began to, as, it, as we go forth, he's sitting there and he's eating, amen, and, and, and with, with King Ahab, and they're, and, they're, and they're beginning to, you know, communicate and all these things. And I know this man would probably love to see this come together, amen. And Ahab begins to throw an opportunity at him, and Ahab says, hey, you know what, why don't we go to war together, amen, Judah and Israel, and I believe we can accomplish some great things. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen? The Lord is good. See, I want you to look at this because, amen, this is how Satan works, amen? Are y'all with me? He's, he's tricky. And he fools you, amen, with even good causes sometimes. Are y'all with me? You know, we might ask ourselves, well, why did Jehoshaphat get entangled with Ahab? You know, Jehoshaphat was one of the most godly kings ever to reign in Judah, and Ahab was one of the most despicable snakes that ever to, to, to be on the throne of Israel. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen? So you say, well, why did they get together? Well, you know, when we look in the text, it doesn't really give us a whole lot of clue Amen. But we can begin to look at the situation, and due to Jehoshaphat's power, it was Ahab's advantage to become allies with him. And Ahab probably sought the alliance. Now, now I want you to remember this, because Jehoshaphat was a nice guy. Amen. Amen. He was a believer. Hello. You know, one thing about us believers, we want to believe the best about somebody. We want to believe the best about somebody. Are y'all with me today? And so he probably thought that it would be good to reunite the south and the north kingdoms. So he gives his son in marriage to Ahab's daughter, amen, like I share with you, amen, and it was for a good cause. Maybe, maybe the boy would have had a positive influence on, amen, this man's daughter or his mother, Jezebel. Yeah, right. And a few later, years later, Jehoshaphat went down to Ahab's capital, Samaria, amen and, amen, and Ahab rolled out the red carpet for him. And he began to wine and dine him, amen. 
And after they gorged themselves, amen, Ahab began to propose a spiritual project to Jehoshaphat. How many of you know sometimes the devil will propose some things to you and make it look spiritual? Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen? And he says, will you go with me up against Ramoth Gilead? Now, Ramoth Gilead was one of the cities of refuge ordained by God, and it, it had fallen into the hands of the king of Syria. And what could be more right than to go against this pagan king to recapture this city for the Lord and his people? This is what Jehoshaphat was thinking. We're going to recapture this city for the Lord. We're going to connect with Ahab. It's going to unite the south and the north. It's going to unite Judah and Israel. Amen. And we're going to go and take back God's land. Are y'all with me today? So Jehoshaphat pledged his allegiance to Ahab. Amen. He gave him his word and he committed. Now here we are, a good Christian. I don't, you know, we want to keep our word. But then something began to happen in Jehoshaphat's heart and his conscience. And he began to be like, question this situation. Hello, somebody. He had already given his son his marriage. He had already given his word to go to war, amen, with Ahab. He had already yoked himself up in these ways. But his conscience began to mess with him. And this is what he said, you know what, let's bring the prophets of God and let's hear what God has to say concerning the situation. Amen. And this is whenever uh, all of a sudden, you, you know, the, the prophets that Elijah slew, amen, are y'all with me today? The prophets of Baal, these are the prophets that were brought forth and they had a lying spirit that came upon them, amen. And they began to prophesy. And Jehoshaphat said this, he said, no, hold on, amen. He said, let's hear what this man of God had to say. And there was one prophet that was sent by God, amen, to go there and to give the word. And the word that, and, and Ahab says, no, I don't want to hear what that prophet has to say. Every time he gives me a word, it's always something negative. I don't want to hear what he has to say. Listen to all these other prophets. Hello, somebody. He says, he's always telling me something negative. And of course, there that prophet began to speak, and that prophet began to tell him, and he said, hey, Jehoshaphat, if you go to war, you're going to die. You're going to die. Are y'all with me today? But Jehoshaphat was already in this mix. He already had his son involved in marriage. He already had his word involved as a man of God, hello somebody. So what did they do? Ahab says, lock up that prophet that's saying that stuff and send him to jail. And by the time then, Joseph, Jehoshaphat was so deep into it that he sat there and shut his mouth and watched them begin to haul off the only one man of God prophet there was and take him to jail while him and these, pro and these prophet lying, amen, oh my God, if y'all only understood, oh, they're all going to war. So here he is, before you know it, he's going to war with the devil and the man of God that God brought to bring the word is being hauled off and put into shackles. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen? 
See, I want you to look at this because this is how Satan ensnares believers. Hello. You know? And sometimes a man's greatest strengths are often the source of his greatest weaknesses. I want you to realize that today. You know, a man who has strong conviction and who speaks boldly for God's truth, if he's not careful, he can become harsh and unkind. You ever been around people like that? You know they're passionate about God. You know they want to share God's truth. Amen. You know they're for the Lord, but they come across real harsh. Amen. And they're unkind. And so everything falls on deaf ears. But on the flip side of that, hello, somebody. Are y'all with me today? <laughs> on the other hand, a man oozing with love or woman and compassion, amen, can be a problem by tolerating everything and everyone, thus compromising God's truth. Are y'all with me today? They're oozing with love. They're oozing with compassion, and as a result, they compromise God's truth. See, sometimes some of your greatest strengths can become some of your greatest weaknesses. Sometimes your desire to help everyone can make it a problem where you're compromising your life. <laughs> now, I always tell them, I say, we want to help everybody, but we're only equipped to help some people. Now, we got the answer for the whole world, I promise you. It's Jesus Christ. God is good, amen? But we're going back to this story. Amen? You know, when we look at it, that's how Satan ensnares believers. He's, he's not right up front about the disastrous consequences of compromise with the world. And he makes it look real good, doesn't he? He makes it seem even wholesome and even right sometimes. You know, you know uh, hey, Satan doesn't approach like a young lady and ask, would you like to, to marry this drunken, pagan, bum who's going to abuse you, hello, and your children and make your life a living hell? That ain't what Satan does. Hello. Oh, well, for real. Because if that's what he did, you'd be ready for that. You'd be having your dukes up. I'm ready. No, this sucker ain't getting near me. But instead, he presents you with a nice young man. He treats you right. Amen. He's just what you've always wanted. Hello. And I can flip the script. A woman. Hello. We read about it when I first opened up in Proverbs. <laughs> Amen. So he's just what you wanted, right? With one exception. He's not a committed Christian. But he attends church with you, and he promised to let you raise your kids in the faith. Are y'all with me today? <laughs> You see what that compromise is? The devil is a liar, amen, and he's a schemer. <laughs> and he comes as an angel of light, amen. 
He don't walk around with a pitchfork in his hand and, amen, with a diabolical grin on his face. Amen. He don't ask you, how would you like to become a drunk or a dope addict? Hello. Yeah, amen. He doesn't say you're going to become a thief and a liar and to support your habit and you're going to ruin your health and you won't be able to hold down a job and you'll shred your relationships with your families. Amen. He doesn't say that's what you're going to do. You want to sign up? He don't do that. Instead, he says, hey, amen, you need to relax. You need to feel good. You're under a lot of pressure. Hello, somebody. Your friends are all doing it. Don't spoil the fun. Just take a hit of that joint. Hello. Pop a pill. Take that drink. And then what he does is he ensnares you. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody this morning. You know, he don't just come up and say, how would you like, amen, to get venereal disease? Hello. Or have a baby out of wedlock. Amen. Or maybe kill one through abortion. Hello. Or how would you like to destroy two families through an adulterous relationship? Hello. No, rather he says this. He says, you know what? Amen. And oh, my Lord is right. He says, he says, you know what, sex is, is exciting. This is what he says. And I know we got kids in the room. They need to hear this too. They say, you're in love. How can it be wrong if it feels so right? And I'm going to tell you right now, that's how godly people get lured into compromise. Let's be real. And when we look here... Notice how Jehoshaphat got sucked in deeper and deeper. First, he gave his son in marriage, for, probably for a good cause. Next, he accepted Ahab's hospitality and foolishly gave his word about going into battle. Amen? God is so good, isn't he? <laughs> and nextly, he nably agreed to scheme, amen, to Ahab's scheme where Jehoshaphat would wear his kingly robe in the battle while Ahab went incognito. That's, this is what this guy did to him. He said, look, you wear your kingly attire, your kingly robe, amen, and I'm going to be over here incognito. Now, I understand we're Christians and we're believers, but we don't got to believe everything that the devil says. See, this is something about it. If you're going to begin to connect yourself with the world as a believer, you don't stand a chance. They're going to have you out there in your little old priestly robe, amen, on the front line fixing to get your head knocked off. Why, they're incognito down on the low. Oh, my God. God is good, amen? And so what I want you to realize today, amen, and my first point is that compromise with the world, amen, God is good, amen? Let me look at my little notes I wrote down somewhere. What did I do with them? Praise God. There it is. Amen? Satan wants you to compromise, number one, through wrong relationships, through wrong relationships. Are y'all with me today? Through wrong relationships. 
Amen. And he, you know, we get lured in subtly. This is what I want you to do. It's subtle. It's subtle. Amen. So we get lured by the subtlety of the world, and then we get locked in by forming wrong relationships that get us entangled even deeper. I want you to look at that today. Amen. Amen. It's subtle. We always tell them, we say, hey, man, uh, you know, you know, you, you didn't start backsliding the day that you got high. You backslid, uh, you know, a while back. You didn't end up in the situation you're in overnight. You got lured subtly into that situation. That's why the Bible says stay on guard. Be on guard. God is good, amen? Amen. You know, wrong relationships. The first wrong relationship was a marriage now, I'm going to tell you, if you're already married in a situation where you're married to an unbeliever, the Bible says you need to stay in, amen, married to that unbeliever, unless you have biblical grounds to divorce them, amen, and you need to, and, 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 and you be an example of what it looks like to live as a Christian. But the Bible says that if you yoke yourself with an unbeliever through marriage, amen, you're in sin. Are y'all with me today? God is good, Amen. The other one is the wrong social relationships. Amen. Amen. Hello. God is good. Amen. How about the wrong business relationships? Let me share something with you real quick. <laughs> Jehoshaphat, first he goes to war, amen, with uh, Ahab. They put the man of God, the prophet, in, in jail, and he's going with these prophets of Baal that Elijah has to come and, and take them all out down the line. Amen? But did you know that there's more than just that? Amen? Uh, you know, he, uh, Jehoshaphat begins to, uh, he begins to get into business, amen, with one of Ahab's uh, sons. And he gets into a business where they are building these ships to go to Tarsus. Are you with me? They were building these ships. But he was connected with somebody that he wasn't supposed to be connected with. And how many of y'all know that the Lord destroyed all of his ships? He destroyed all the ships. That's what the Bible says. He destroyed everything that was produced through doing business with the ungodly. You better not yoke yourself up with the unbeliever. You better not yoke yourself up in business. Hello, somebody with somebody that ain't walking with God. And you may have had the right intention. Hello, somebody. I know you, you know, you, you know, you, you had the right motive. But Joseph, Jehoshaphat had the right motive, but he paid a heavy price. Are y'all with me today? Now, if you're already in business relationship with the unbelievers when you came to Christ, then you need to give clear testimony of, of your new faith. Are y'all with me today? And let them know that you plan to obey God in your business, even if it means less profit. Hello, somebody. And you got to begin to be prayerfully planning a way out of that partnership. Hello, somebody. 
I want you to get this today, amen, because, uh, you know, your, 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 your convictions and, and your idea of what uh, decision-making, amen, and all these things, if you're yoked unequally with people, amen, I'm going to tell you right now, amen, it's going to begin to affect you because they're going to play by their rules and their mindset and their way of doing things, their convictions. God is good, Amen. And compromise with the world brings disastrous results. Hello. You know, and it may take time. Look, I want you to look. It takes some time. But sin always has its consequences. Amen. And sometimes, look at this. Sometimes the consequences affect future generations even more than our own. Are y'all with me today? If you so compromise with the world, you, you, you won't reap God's blessing. And Jehoshaphat himself, apart from God's grace, would have lost his life in battle. And later, he did lose financially, amen, with his business alliance with Ahab's sons. Are y'all with me today? But it even gets worse than that, amen. It even gets worse than that. The clincher of this story is the devastating effect that Jehoshaphat's compromise with the world had on his children. Amen? And his grandchildren and his great-grandchildren and the whole southern kingdom. Because in chapter 21 and 22, we read that after Jehoshaphat's death, his son Jehoram married to uh, Athaliah, which I, uh, if I say that wrong, oh well, and he slaughtered all his brothers and then turned the nation to idolatry. This is a man of God that fell into compromise with ungodly people, and it affected even the next generations. Are y'all with me today? And after he died, his son, amen, married this woman, and they slaughtered all the brothers, and they turned the whole nation of Judah into idolatry. I don't know about you, but I want to protect, amen, with a, the inheritance that's been given. I want, to protect, I want the next generation to serve God. I want the next generation to love God. I want the next generation to go forward for God. Are y'all with me today? And the Bible says that God struck him with a terrible disease of the bowels and that he died after eight years in office. Amen. And Isaiah became king and lasted one year before he was murdered. And Ahaziah's wicked mother, from which Christ was descended, came to that close, came close to being snuffed out. And then the Bible says that Athaliah ruled the land for six years. And all this was a result of Jehoshaphat's compromise with the wicked Ahab. I want you to look at that. Now I want to jump forward just a few, a few chapters real quick. Amen. So all the kids were murdered. Amen. The one that lived turned a whole nation to idolatry. Amen. And then you have years and years go forth. Now, I want us to jump forward real quick to, to chapter 24. And if you'll go there in verse 1 real quick. Chapter 24. 
chapter 24, 2 Chronicles, verse 1, and he says, Joash was seven years old when he became king. Now, that's a young king. And he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Zibiah from Beersheba. And Joash did what was right in the sight of the Lord all the days of Jehoda, the priest. Now, here we are, amen. He had a mentor who was the priest, amen, Jehoda. And what the Bible begins to say, amen, and this is just a few chapters forward, it says that Joash began to restore worship to the temple. Now, here you are, you have these, these years of wickedness, these years of idolatry between Jehoshaphat and Joash. But the Bible says that Joash began to restore worship back to the Lord. And he says, as long as he was with the, as long as he was connected to his mentor, the priest, amen, that he was, he was blessed in the sight of the Lord. Amen. And, and, and they began to restore the temple. And what the Bible says is that they would, they gathered this, this, this chest and the people would come and put money in there. They were restoring worship in the temple. Amen. They were restoring the temple itself, the house of worship, which actually is, is a picture of restoring worship in your heart. So Joash restored the worship, amen, of the, of the true living God. But then the Bible says, amen, that something happened. And this is my next point, if you'll put it up there real quick. Praise the Lord. Satan wants to, you to compromise through purity of worship. Because what happened, amen, is Joash's discipler, amen, Jehoda, he died and went, went on. Amen? And the Bible says, amen, that Joash, at that point in time, amen, resulted back to worshiping idols. Are y'all with me today? Praise the Lord. Wake up, son. God is good, amen? Can I get the worship team to come forward? God is good, amen? Now, there's more to it than that. I want to share it with you real quick. Amen. You know, God had sent Joash a prophet again. You know, God will send a prophet to bring a word. He brought a prophet to Joash. This is the one that was restoring worship back to the house. And you want to know what Joash's response was to that wake-up call, to that prophet? Amen? The very one that was restoring worship. The Bible says that he shoots the messenger. Somebody say, don't shoot the messenger. You ever heard that saying, don't shoot the messenger? I wonder if this is where they got it, right here in the book of 
Second Chronicles chapter, amen, 24. Because the very man that was under his covering and connected to his headship and had his accountability, amen, he's the very one that restored the temple to worship. But the very one that did that is the very one that right outside that beautiful temple that they had just finished repairing, Amen. He killed the son of his former mentor right there in cold blood. This is one that was doing well, and then he started compromising. Hello. He killed the son of his, uh, of his mentor right there. That's heavy, man. You say, well, how did Joash fall so far? He started out well. Amen. But how did he get to a point to where he murdered God's wake-up call? Amen. And the answer is simple. Joash suffered from backsliding. Amen. And most of us don't plan on falling so far. We just slip into it. Amen. Are y'all with me today? God is good. Stand to your feet. I'm going to put my last point up there and I'm going to close. Satan wants you to compromise by staying connected to the world. By staying connected to the world. Amen. The Bible says, amen. That you can't love God in the world. He says you're in the world, but you're not of it. Are you with me today? You know, the enemy is so tricky, and he brings these little compromises and compromises and compromises and compromises. And before you know it, you wake up and you're like, how in the world did I get here? How in the world did I get in this situation? How in the world did my kids get here? How? God is good, amen? We're going to be taking up the Lord's Supper here in a little while. But I, and, and we're going to have a time of reflection. We're going to have a time where you just get with God, amen, and you examine yourself. Because you don't want to take of this improperly. The Bible says that there's many that are sick among you because you took of the Lord's Supper improperly. But the good news is that we have a God of re that accepts repentance. So I want you to examine yourself today. If there's something in your life, if there's something in your heart, if there's something that's hindering you. Amen from taking of this Lord's Supper properly, I want you to lay it at his feet. I want you to give it to God and let him take it today. Amen? I want you to give it to him. So as we sing, you just seek the Lord and ask God to show you, and we'll take up the Lord's Supper shortly. Amen? Father, we just come to you today in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for every man and woman in here tonight, God. Father, 
We know the enemy is trying to subtly get us farther and farther away from you. Farther and farther away from worship, true worship. Farther and farther away from holiness. We know, God, that it, he makes it look real appealing to be in the world. He says, well, they're doing it. They're doing it. This is, this is the norm. But your word says, Lord, that we are to be set apart. That we are to be consecrated. That we are to be set apart from the world, God. And that we are to be a light, Lord, in the darkness. So, Father God, help us, Lord, to seek your face today. Lord, help us, God, to see what it is that we need to lay, lay at your feet. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's worship this morning. Amen. time with the Lord. Spend this time seeking Jesus. Righteousness found on the end. 